It's Tuesday, May 17th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian fighters in Mariupol laid down their arms at the Azovstal steel plant, concluding months of bloody battle for the strategic southern port city that ended with a dramatic siege at the sprawling complex where soldiers and civilians took refuge. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Mylar said evacuations from Ukrainian fighters, now prisoners of war, from the steel factory had begun. On Monday, Russia's government said it had agreed with Ukraine to allow the evacuation of wounded Azovstal fighters. The Supreme Military Command ordered the commanders of the units stationed at Azovstal to save the lives of their personnel, Ukraine's general staff said in a statement Tuesday. The end of the battle for Mariupol is likely to be viewed as a major victory in Moscow, which has struggled to achieve its objectives against Ukraine's armed forces since it launched its invasion on February 24th. But the victory came at a heavy cost. By holding out for weeks in ever smaller pockets, Ukrainian defenders tied up large numbers of Russian forces, preventing their deployment elsewhere. Back in the U.S., President Joe Biden's administration announced steps Monday to ease a nationwide shortage of baby formula, including reopening the largest domestic manufacturing plant and increasing imports from overseas. The FDA said it was streamlining its review process to make it easier for foreign manufacturers to begin shipping more formula into the U.S. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf said that the U.S. will prioritize companies that can provide the largest shipments and quickly show documentation that their formulas are safe and compatible with U.S. nutrition standards. The import's announcement came shortly after regulators said they'd reached a deal to allow Abbott Nutrition to restart its Sturgis, Michigan-based plant, which has been closed since February due to contamination issues. In other news, the Biden administration on Monday said it is loosening some restrictions on flights to and from Cuba and reestablishing a family reunification program that had been suspended in recent years reversing a series of Trump-era policies that had largely cut off the island and its people from the U.S. The policy changes would also expand consular services and visa processing, enabling more Cubans to either visit or join their families in the U.S. Those changes will ultimately require the reassignment of more American diplomatic personnel into Cuba following the removal of many from Havana in 2017 after a series of mysterious injuries there and at other posts abroad that have been referred to as Havana Syndrome. The measures the White House announced also include efforts to help Cuban entrepreneurs by encouraging commercial opportunities outside of the Cuban government to expand cloud technology, application programming interfaces, and e-commerce platforms, the State Department said in a statement. In financial news, U.S. shoppers increased retail spending in April for the fourth straight month, as inflation held close to its highest level in four decades. Economists estimated that retail sales rose a seasonally adjusted 1% in April from the prior month. Excluding spending on vehicles, economists think that sales rose 0.4% from March. Retail sales aren't adjusted for inflation. That means that while consumers have continued to spend more, they are likely getting less due to rapidly rising costs. Consumers are continuing to feel the pinch from high inflation, which rose 8.3% in April from a year earlier, according to the Labor Department's Consumer Price Index. And 
Tesla CEO Elon Musk says his deal to buy Twitter can't move forward unless the company shows public proof that less than 5% of the accounts on the social media platform are fake or spam. Musk made the comment in a reply to another user on Twitter early Tuesday. He spent much of the previous day in a back-and-forth with Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, who posted a series of tweets explaining his company's effort to fight bots and how it has consistently estimated that less than 5% of Twitter accounts are fake. Mr. Musk added, Yesterday, Twitter CEO publicly refused to show proof of 5%. This deal cannot move forward until he does. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.